Hey everybody, it's Chris here, welcoming you to another episode of the Casual Fisher Podcast. What's up? Welcome back, guys. Just so you are aware, thecasualflipper.com is live. Go check that out. And then you can find me on Instagram at thecasualflipper. That's also for YouTube. And then Twitter is casualflipper. Hope to see you. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Casual Flipper Podcast. Super pleased for you to join me this week. This week, it's me and my business partner, Chris, just talking in the garage. I thought this would be a great opportunity for you to actually get to hear him speak. You know, I've discussed him and our partnership a few times now, but finally you get to hear his thoughts to get some context about what he operates as a, as a business person. And you're going to hear his thoughts about reselling on Amazon and our future. So hope you enjoy this episode. Hope you find some value. Be well and keep crushing. All right, everyone. Here we have my business partner, Chris Mahoney. You've seen him a lot online as Flippin' A. When I say a lot, you've seen him tagged in my posts <laughs> a lot. So I figured it'd be a good idea to finally take the mystery man out of the darkness and into the light. What is up? So today we're just kind of just kind of shoot the shit a little bit here. Um, bit of an intro to Chris. As you can see, we're in the new garage here and we're just going through books and figured it'd be a good opportunity to mix a little bit of content creation with work. So that's what we're doing today. Chris, maybe just tell these fellas a little bit about yourself. Um, all right, so like Chris said, my name is also Chris. Uh, I joined Chris's. this crazy wild business with Chris about six or eight weeks ago now. And we've just kind of been flat out ever since then. Um, I come from a little bit of a different background than uh, the reselling business, obviously. I worked for a family business for the last three or four years, uh, but I was in operation. So a lot of a lot of carryover business at the end of the day is business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, Chris and I met working retail, what, six or seven years ago now, yeah, I think. Yeah, something we, like that. We've been buddies ever since and uh, stayed in good contact and we would often discuss what Chris was up to with, with reselling and Amazon FBA and the opportunity just kind of presented itself to get involved and it was uh, you know something that I was very excited about and very curious about and we just kind of you know hit the ground running and I jumped two feet in and it's been a wild ride ever since but um, you know loving every minute of it. Yeah, we used to do a call every Friday that's right. Um, and I would just, because I don't come from a place of a super businessy background. I'm more just dive in and, and do it. But Chris has more of the chops for business. So I would, you know, get a lot of knowledge from him. So that's kind of, I think, how you really got into the knowledge of the business, I would, I would think. Um, and before we continue here, I have a question. Are these books good? Are these keeps? Like, what's this pile? Those are keeps. From okay. Yeah, those are keeps. Th that was your pile, actually. It was. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So I'll work on this pile here. Okay. So, what are your first impressions of like the reselling community, and like what opportunities do you see with with what we're doing in particular? Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, like reselling in general and flipping the price. I mean, this is business in its rawest form, right? Mm. I mean, you buy something for a dollar, you sell it for $2. And in some cases, you buy it for a dollar and you sell it for $40. Um, you know, so it's very entrepreneurial. But with that comes competition. 
comes, you know, challenges, supply challenges, um, just like any other business, right? So the easier it is to get involved and the lower the barriers to get involved, the, the more competition you're going to have. But then it comes down to, you know, creativity, relationships, hustle, which are all things I think, you know, Chris has and, you know, in spades and, and why he's been so successful so far and what attracted me you know, to the business, right? And just, I mean, the, the, the idea of being able to pick something up and, and scan it and realize that it's worth so much more than what the current person is mm. asking for it is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's incredible, right? You know, feeds yeah. that, that hustle, entrepreneurial side of my soul and I think a lot of other people's. And so to get, to get, other like-minded people who are all on the same page, but doing it in their own various forms, I think is really cool because it's not a cookie cutter thing. You know, the idea of buying it or selling it for more than what you paid for it is, is the same, but what you're buying, how you're buying it, where you're selling it, how you're selling it, it varies and everybody's got a unique story. And so I think it all adds to the community and adds to, you know, everybody else's experience and everybody kind of lifts each other up um, through those experiences, right? So how do you feel about things like this, this, the social media side of it? Is this a, is this annoying to you or is this totally chill? <laughs> no, I think, cause the reality is we're just literally in a garage scan of books recording this thing for YouTube. That it's like, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's true. I, I, I don't think it's annoying at all. I think it becomes somewhat elusive to me in the sense that it's, it's an afterthought because you know, as Chris knows me well at this point, I, um, you know, I tend to operate off of somewhat instant gratification, <laughs> and that's what I like about this, right? Mm. I mean, I, we may not be getting money right away for what we scan, but but the potential of money shows itself right away, and I think that feeds the, you know, the the impatient side of me. And where social media has been elusive to me is that it is a long term. Totally. You know, Chris has been relentless with, uh, you know, putting content out there, putting great content out there. And, you know, in, in, I'm sure in the early stages, Chris will admit that, it, you know, there wasn't a whole lot coming back at that point. Nothing. But now there is, you know, yeah. he's, he's getting a lot of interaction, a lot of messages, you know, and he's helping a lot of people. And so I think the challenge for me, like anything, is is it takes some time to get it going. But I also appreciate this, the, the documentation of, of the journey because that is what gives people hope when they're struggling early on to see somebody like Chris, you know, and now myself having gone through some of those struggles early on and, you know, come out the other side of it. And so to, to see that journey, I think, is invaluable and you're doing a great service to to other people and I think being able to look back on where you came from totally yeah. um, you know is a huge is a huge win as well right well I think that's one of my biggest things just be the ability to look back and kind of see what my thought processes were um, so what are some of the opportunities you see in the book game in particular but maybe even just Amazon in general because I think some people should know that Chris has a bit of a fresh perspective that's unbiased because he hasn't gotten super super deep into the amazon world in terms of um being influenced by people on youtube courses that kind of stuff so he's he's taken advantage of like he's seen how this works but i think he would have a fresh perspective on just 
without being influenced by outside kind of people. Because when I talk with Amazon business, I know what I know from what I've seen on YouTube and other podcasts and stuff. So he kind of has a, a fresh perspective. Yeah. So Amazon, obviously massive company, right? And you know what I didn't know from the start was how many people like, you know, Chris and, and now myself were selling on there, right? So when you've got a website with that much traffic coming to it, like, you know, there's, it, there's opportunity. And again, with opportunity comes kind of competition, but like any business, you know, people who, who can control the supply chain, you know, and have access to the product, uh, preferably at a better rate than the competition are, are, you know, going to have the advantage, right? Like in any business, it really comes down to how you're getting product and how you're selling product. And if everybody's selling on Amazon, then it's somewhat of a level playing field as far as how you're getting it out there. We all have equal opportunity. So where people have advantages, I think, and where the opportunity lies is getting really creative with how you obtain that product and how you obtain more than the next guy and how you get it at a better price than the next guy. Because um, ultimately, that's what's going to you know, set you apart, right? So, so how do you do that? Well, I think that's, you got to decide. Maybe not just for books, but just in general, what kind of, like, how would you go about that? I think it does vary based on product, but you got to ask yourself, you know, I mean, you always say, you, know, you got to go where books go to die. You, you got to, depending on the product itself, you have to be able to identify who is currently handling it and in what capacity, right? So you take books, for example. There is a lot of people who are getting books who, you know, there's value to selling them, but then, you know, they, do they become a nuisance? Are they in the game of selling in mass quantities and not individual quantities? In which case, if we're in the game of selling individual books, can we buy from them in large quantities and then sell individually on Amazon? Um, you know, like, I, I think you just really got to identify where these products are and what point you can insert yourself into that supply chain along the way, right? So, you know, we look at universities and we had a call, we had a call earlier today. I mean, we know that publishers are, you know, selling to universities, universities sell to students, students sell back to universities, universities sell to wholesalers, universities have leftover books. So at what point along the way there can we insert ourselves and potentially add value to the people who are, you know, either buying or selling? And, you know, maybe that's not the right opportunity, but who else is in that game? Use bookstores. How are they getting their books? How are they selling their books? Is there an opportunity for us to buy in bulk and sell individually and make a markup? And I think the same goes for any product, right? You have to identify how that product makes it from the manufacturer to the end consumer and decide where you have the opportunity to insert yourself and do it maybe differently to provide a competitive advantage or just establish a relationship that is not easy to establish, right? Yeah, and I think that's probably one of your, not your biggest asset, but one of them um, is your ability to think outside the box, think critically. Like that's kind of area I always struggled a little bit. Like I, I give myself a little bit of credit, but you definitely 
have pushed to the next level. Um, I appreciate that a lot. And like, and that's one of the things. Like, I feel like my business, this business, like I got almost a little complacent-ish. Like I was always pushing myself, but um, I think taking on a business partner for anyone out there, like, it's a with the right person, it can really elevate your business because you're accountable to somebody else. Um, you get a whole other set of eyes looking at things, and there's just endless amount of positive things, assuming that the person's a good fit and the communication's good. So, yeah, like I don't know how, like how how do you feel with the business? Like how do you feel about? It? How are you? No, I feel great. Like I feel great in the sense that we've got a. You know, I think people who get in business take for granted the you know the value of having a business that's actually producing cash. That's that's more than just an idea. That's more oh, yeah. than just a concept. I mean, the, you know, so we we have a model that is clearly uh, you know effective, and and we're making sales. The question becomes, you know, how how big can we get it? But as far as all the boxes that a typical business would would strive for in terms of access to product, uh, you know, sales channels, profit margin, cash flow, all of those things. I mean, this business checks them all. So, um, yeah, I feel good about the business. I feel great about the business. Actually, what it comes down to is these creative things that we talked about. Is you know, how do you tap in and get more and being lean and having low overhead, you know, I think we have the opportunity to pivot or to, you know, to do, to do something Agreed. different yeah. under the same structure. Uh, if things were to change, right. You know, you can only do with what you currently got. And, and if, if the game changes, you got to be able to adapt. So totally. being lean and, and, um, yeah, low overhead. I think we have the ability to be able to do that, but as it stands right now, it's great. You know, and there's probably some people watching because this will be probably viewed most on YouTube. I will strip the audio for a podcast, so depending on where you're listening, if you're on the podcast, maybe check out the video because you can kind of see the setup we have. It is a little crazy, but it's it's a hell of a lot better than we were. So we, we were in a pod or a 16-foot shipping container in the driveway. Um, and it, like it was good. It got me started, right? And now we're I've moved. We're in this garage. Um, and basically what, what happens is we get... We get pallets of, oh, here's a good one. That's quite nice. We get pallets of books delivered to us. So they're, um, the, the camera's on a tripod, so I can't really show you. But we get these pallets delivered. We just got four of them. We got six yesterday. We break them down. We go through them. So right now, we're just really taking boxes off them one by one, scanning them. And then we have our app set up that tells us yay or nay. So like this guy here, this is telling me oh, we'll get roughly you know $18 profit on it. And it sells a lot. So so. While we're chatting here, it's literally just scanning the books, putting the good ones in a bin that we'll bring inside to list. And then we have these cages that we're filling up here that will actually get picked up on a weekly basis by a recycler. So we are trying to try, trying to try. We are attempting to recycle as much as possible, but not only that, but find charitable ways to give back to schools and uh, different little initiatives. So I think definitely trying to Keep the business green is smart in 2020. Um, so maybe you can tell what you are comfortable telling about some of the things that we're trying to do in terms of 
you know, given back. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like I had mentioned, well, maybe I didn't mention it actually, but what was astonishing to me when I got involved with this business was how many uh, books, you know, be it in this city or in any city for that matter, that, you know, just get recycled. I mean, forget what goes in the landfill, which I think is, is uh, tra you know, tragedy, but they just get recycled that, you know, they, the people who obtain them don't have the means to be able to sort them and distribute them in a way that can add value to people, even as far as a donation goes. So they end up being recycled and, um, you know, and, and so that posed an opportunity for us to be able to obtain books at a, you know, a relatively, you know, good rate. Uh, but what goes with that, and it's the nature of the business, is the reality is only so many of these books are good to us as well, right? So then we have the tough decision of what to do with the ones that we don't use, right? So, you know, the responsible thing is to recycle it. But if we can put them in the hands of people who need them, uh, then I think we have an, an opportunity to, you know, to, to give back and to keep these books in circulation. And so that's what we're trying to do. So for us, and, and that's why I'm a big, uh, for, you know, I'm a big advocate for talking about what you do, not bragging about what you do, but, you know, letting people know that you have access to these books and, and you, you have access to lots of books that may be recycled, especially if the person you're talking to potentially has use for them. And I'll give you an example. You know, I was at a thrift store. I was checking out. Uh, a, a woman made a, um, you know, a comment on the card of books that I had. And it, anyways, it turns out that she was a teacher. And, you know, in our area, uh, the budget for teacher spending on books for the classrooms and stuff is pretty tight, as I'm sure it is in most areas. So she was buying books from this thrift store out of her own pocket for her students. And, you know, we're we're passionate about this business, but we're passionate about books. And, and, you know, I saw an obvious opportunity not to sell her books, but to give her books that we would otherwise just be discarding. I thought, why not? And so she's one of many examples of people who we could supply her classroom for probably a year's worth of books in a single week of our sorting and add a tremendous amount of value, give back to the community. And, uh, it doesn't cost us anything, right? Other than a little bit of time, but but happy to do so. And so, you know, that's one of one of many examples. And then one of the other things that we want to do is understanding the environmental impact of printing books. You know, we're clear cutting trees and using the the pulp for paper and and not us specifically, but the publishers. So, you know, Chris and I kind of came up with the idea of how we can make this more sustainable, at least play our part in that and you know, we're going to we're we're partnering with a few companies that plant trees, uh, with you know, in partnership with corporations for point of sale purchases and things of that nature. And our goal is to plant enough trees, not only that, uh, you know, we we eliminate the the environmental effect that the books that we handle um, has created, but we somewhat reverse that. So we'll plant more trees essentially than what it was required to print the books that we receive, if that, if that makes sense, right? So a couple of initiatives that we're doing, but we're always looking for more, especially if it keeps these books in circulation and people are allowed to, you know, are, are able to, to utilize them, right? Yeah, so if you're out there and um, 
you're you're listening to this and you're kind of thinking you have an idea of a way to that we could repurpose duds to help then by all means message me and i'll definitely see it um one thing i'm probably too good at or, or too responsive at is my dms I probably spend too much time there so i'll definitely see it if you message me whether it's on instagram twitter youtube wherever so definitely reach out and any comments or anything like that i do want to keep this one a little bit short um attention on the podcast is typically around 30 minutes it kind of tends to go downhill a little bit um but main thing here was to kind of introduce in my good friend here chris friend first business partner second that's my new slogan when i introduce chris <laughs> um and if if you enjoy this like this isn't a big deal for us to hop on and record while we're scanning or working in the garage i mean it takes our attention away a little bit but it doesn't always have to be so conventional um so if you like this definitely let me know and um, we can do stuff like this more often. If you got questions, fire them off. We can, I can ask them to Chris or myself during these to get answers out there. But yeah, hope you enjoy. Keep crushing it. Stay real. See you guys. <laughs>